0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by VisitNapaValley.com, the official page for travel to the Napa Valley, America's legendary
2: wine, food, arts, and wellness capital. For more information, visit www.visitnapavalley.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
1: We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. To breathe out, to go easy. It's just me now. Everything felt right, out of place. I never felt so far away. Fear that I'm living my predictions. That I'll have another vision. That something perfect could slip away quickly and without a trace. And without a trace These moments are young You'll forget each one So fast The feeling to run All the classic ones Don't last No, you don't need your muscle memory You don't need a wonder, can we? You don't need a tense support. Move away. Trust me, this is not the same. Mm, is there room for what I'm saying? Is there room for me to wait in? Is there any way for me to explain? This is momentary pain. This is momentary pain. These moments are. Young. i yeah. yeah.
3: Welcome to Snacky Tunes. That was just Laura and Greg Muscle Memory, who will be playing live later in studio. A very pretty Sunday song and very spring in my mind, which I'm hoping is what we are moving into. And after this week's, I'm going to say, 10-hour snowstorm, I think we're already in New York to move on to warmer days. I want to say happy International Women's Day to all of our female listeners out there. We are big supporters here of women and uh, food and all arts here just on the show and on Heritage Radio Network. And I want to welcome two of my favorite women in food, Carrie Diamond, Claudia Wu, back to the show, founders of Cherry Bomb and the Jubilee Conference. Welcome back.
2: Thanks, Darren. Good to be
4: here. Yes. Good to be here.
3: Wow. (laughs) One of you sounds a whole lot more excited. (laughs) Uh, Carrie, thank you for getting off the plane from Charleston coming straight here love that festival down there
2: it was great the charleston wine and food festival it was my first visit to charleston and my first visit to the festival and um i don't know if this is everyone's experience but the second you get to charleston you start thinking about how you can relocate to charleston
3: yeah it's one of those places where you go "Eh, new york Eh," especially during uh
2: colder times yeah especially when you get off the plane and everyone's wearing shorts and preparing back here in New York for the, you know, snowpocalypse.
3: It's one of those cities where you feel that you can get away being a little naughty. I don't know.
2: It does. It like has a little that... more
3: decadent and everyone's okay with it.
2: Right. It has that um, same feel as Savannah does.
3: Yes, it does. Those like wink and a nod, like Southern genteel, like everyone sort of quarter tipsy all the time.
2: I was going to say the same thing. I don't know whether it has to do with all those little alleyways and hidden little pathways you can just get away with more, maybe.
3: <laughs> Isn't that what life is always about? Spending <laughs> with a little bit more than you should. Well, I wanted to have you back on because we had you on last year to announce the inaugural Jubilee Conference, and this year we are back with the second annual because it's official. It's going to be happening this year and every year until, I don't know, forever? Right?
4: <laughs> it's very ambitious. Forever
3: uh, is a long time. Forever, forever is, long. is a long time, yeah. So, before we talk about this year's programming, I know that last year was a preview, and for all those who didn't get to join, how did last year go, and what were the resonating effects of the Jubilee Conference?
2: Well, that's a big question. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, if you le- talk
3: about getting, you know, easy reservations at the Spotted Pig, and that was the resonating <laughs> effect.
2: Uh, I mean, the conference, you know, we ran the conference, so we're kind of biased, obviously, but I think it went great, especially given how quickly we put it together last year. I mean, the whole thing really, um, really came together very quickly, but it, it just wound up being a really amazing, emotional day. And I think everybody there just really responded to the programming and the speakers.
4: The food was great. I mean, everything just went really smoothly. Shockingly, since none of us had done a conference before.
2: Shockingly, everyone kept saying, "Who was your event planner?" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> um, and we do have to mention our our third partner, oh, Jubilee yeah. uh, Christina Knowlton. We Shout out! Totally, we could not do the conference without Christina. She's a pro. Yeah.
3: She's the uh, the glue, the tape, the the, the every, duct tape, the everything. The
2: everything. She's our everything.
3: <laughs> um, what was the biggest takeaway for you personally, or the one that you took away from both? maybe an event point of view or having that many women in the room who work in food that surprised even the people who were the biggest supporters of women in food.
2: I think it was the level of the, I think it was how personal the conversations got. I mean, one of the ones that I think respond, everybody responded to was, um, Christine Mulkey's panel with Suzanne chef, the chef, Suzanne Gowen and Gabrielle Hamilton. And it was all about how to have a family and actually have a job in this industry or how to have a job and actually have a family, whichever way You want to come at it. And uh, Christine actually brought her baby on stage, which was amazing and really illustrated sort of the struggle. I think one of the nicest things for me happened about a week ago. There's a chef in Asheville named Katie Button. um, And uh, Katie was having a baby and I didn't, she, she was saying she was sorry she couldn't come to Jubilee because she was about to give birth. And I was like, okay, that's a good reason. And I said, oh my God, I didn't even know you were pregnant. And she said, well, at Jubilee last year, it was really inspiring hearing people like Suzanne and Gabrielle, who I really look up to, talk about how they deal with everything. And she said that she realized there was never a, there would never be a great time right. to figure it all out. And maybe there was no figuring it all out. And she just decided then that she wanted to start a family. And I was like, wow, a baby, a came baby, out of Jubilee. wow. I mean, it doesn't get better than that.
3: I believe that the baby should be named Jubilee. Then. <laughs> That's a good name for a baby, a female strong. If it's a girl, especially
4: southern. Southern? southern. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Jubilee's a cute name for a baby, sure.
3: And what about the press? Because I know that it was in partial response to the whole clusterfuck that was oh, the Time article of the gods of food. I can say that word on the air because it was a totally. I don't even know how. After you know, now knowing, knowing what I do now about like editorial and things getting through, like how did no, at no point anyone say. Do we want mm-hmm. to reconsider and not having any females? But regardless of that, you standing on your own. What did the press say? What was the, the that effect?
2: The press was really positive. Um, I we got a lot of nice press after it, you know, which we were really grateful for. I think one of the bigger things was social media, people were really mm. struck mm-hmm. by how much the Jubilee Conference just kind of owned. Twitter that day, and I think that just goes back to we had a lot of great speakers who had a lot of great things to say, and people really responded to the advice people were giving.
4: Yeah, everyone was really enthusiastic, which surprised me. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> Claudia is so enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> I know.
3: From her saying hello at the beginning of the show. Um, so how, how quickly after you gave birth to your first conference did you decide we're going to have another child together?
4: Oh, I don't think it was ever a
2: question, really. <laughs> yeah, I think we knew. I mean, there was one point where I was like, should we do this? Oh, well, I was thinking to myself, I don't think I said this out loud. Should we do this every two years? But, you know, we Jubilee, There's a there's a purpose behind Jubilee. And it's really to bring everybody together and to have these conversations and to encourage networking. And I think it's it's good to have it once a year. I think it's really good to bring these people together. And I think we can really look back. I was thinking about this yesterday um, because they had an event at the, um, at the Charleston wine and food festival called the Southern Betty brunch. And it was a bunch of the chefs we really love. And they did an event together. And I assumed that this was an event that had been taking place for years because the conference was 10 years old and this was the very first of Mm -hmm. its kind. And I think it It's been a good twelve months for looking back and seeing all these different things where whether it's festivals or magazines or whatnot are shining light for the first time on women and food and really letting them kind of get their due and have their day
3: Do you think there gets to a point where obviously there's still a large equality gap to maybe close and just consideration or respect, even though for a lot of people industry or at least that I know have a lot of respect for the women who work in food. Do you think they'll get to a point where you've met that equality gap and you won't need these types of conferences and it's just going to be chefs in the room and it's going to be equally split?
2: Yeah, I think about that a lot actually. Um, And it's good that we're having this conversation on international women's day because I really don't think you can separate necessarily what we're doing with what's going on in the world at large. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes think, do we need cherry bomb anymore? Do we need Jubilee or things like this going to get tired or Is it just going to become, like, a trend to do a thing with all women?
3: Like, yeah, well, we're doing the women thing. You have your own one part of the whole festival. Like, you know, that's what you don't want to have happen.
2: Right. I mean, you do – that does happen. Right. But but I do think when you – because some people have even said that to me, like, oh, does it need to be all women anymore, blah, blah. But I think when you look at what's going on in the world, not to be a total downer, but – you know, women being attacked and killed and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a coincidence that there are all these documentaries out right now that talk about rape and what's happened in India and what's happening on college campuses and I think people have to realize it's all connected. How women are treated and, and looked upon and viewed and all these things, it's, it's all connected so I think there's still, there's still a, a, a great need for things like Jubilee and things like Cherry Bomb and, and related things like that.
3: But is your hope that one day down the road, it's all going to be equal? Sure. Of course. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But I think we can still do Cherry Bomb. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <We have> not-
3: <laughs> no, of course. But I mean, hopefully it's not just, uh, you know, my roommate's a comedy writer and she always talks about being like, dubbed like a lady writer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, isn't it nice just to be like a writer? She's like, yeah, but you know, it's, the way it is right now, it's just it's another industry where, you know, female comedy writers, are, yeah. there aren't a lot. Yeah. And it's just like sometimes it we're You're sort of like, we need to add another woman to the staff for diversity. But at some point, she's like, I would love just to be straight comedy writer.
2: Right. I think the funny thing in food is that there are so many women. There's just so been this many. sort of, there's sort of this outsized focus on women having to be the chef. And I think if you step back for a minute there are so many women. I mean, Laura is a woman in food. She also happens to be the singer in her band. But, um, you know, there's so many women doing interesting things, but the media loves to focus on the chef. And one thing we're definitely trying to do at Cherry Bomb is is shine the spotlight on all the different women in this Mm. industry. You don't have to be the chef to be making a contribution and an impact on this industry.
3: Laura, as a founder of Van Loon Ice Cream, and how do you feel about being a woman of food? I mean, because you have, hands down, one of the most if not the most successful artisanal ice cream businesses in, Thank in the you. country. Have you felt that being a woman or anything like that has been a big part of it, and have you found yourself as a symbol for other women trying to get into food?
5: Uh, yeah, I feel like I, I've received like a good amount of attention for, for being a woman in the company. I have two male partners, and um, I feel like sometimes the spotlight is shone on Sort of them as brothers, or but often like people will try and kind of turn the, the spotlight onto me as a woman in the industry um, because there doesn't appear to be as many. But um, from my experience, uh, I mean, we have a restaurant as well, and our first chef was a woman. Um, we're onto our third chef now, they've both been men, but um, our head of production is a woman. So, you know, I find there's definitely like a lot of women in, in the industry surrounding me.
3: And I find most of the women in the industry they're more maybe it's because they have to be the ball busters and the, like you know take no shit from anybody but they're the toughest people that I I know
2: I don't know if I agree with that across the board but uh, okay
5: I feel like I often have to play bad cop in, in the trio maybe that's what it is yeah
3: yeah and do you find and we'll take a quick musical break and talk about the company but do you find in social media that maybe they're drawn to the male chefs because they play up that like gregarious international boozy like decadent type of lifestyle it's accepted from the male community where that you don't see a lot of like you know there's no female Chang going out with james murphy and aziz Ansari to these like you know japanese trips where they're eating and peter mann's writing about it do you think that if there's more female figures like that they would start getting more equal because it's more of just there's a story there or just do you find that women shouldn't be going down that route or don't have to or don't want to
2: I think you should follow your own path and, you know, just do what comes naturally to you. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Claudia? Uh,
4: I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, yes. Like, yeah. Like I think in recent years it's kind of been like the bad boy yeah. chef gets all the attention. Um, I don't know. Maybe women are just not as uh, attention seeking as guys are. <laughs> Who knows?
3: Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a musical break. Then we're going to talk about Jubilee number two, uh, which is going to be super awesome. And the lineup's even. I mean, last year was awesome. This is awesome. Equally awesome. Equally awesome. Maybe awesomer because you've. I feel like last time was just like, we got to get it done. Right. And this year is just. I don't know. It's all awesome. I'm just super excited. <laughs> I am. That takes me back to being uh, in love with girls who didn't even know I existed. Aww. It's fine. I mean, that's... We love you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So we have Claudia and Carrie.
2: That was such a Claudia response.
6: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: They're
3: very flat. We love you. No, 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 no. I mean, I love you like a friend. Oh, okay. Um, well, we're here to talk about the now annual second iteration of Jubilee, which... If the show's any success, first off, you sold out the first one, so mazel tov, cause that's a thousand tickets. <laughs>
2: it wasn't a thousand <laughs> tickets? Wasn't it a thousand no. tickets? No. no. How it was, many tickets was the first one? Like three hundred tickets. So, like
3: yeah. a thousand tickets? Just that, <laughs> come on. You know, look at the pictures. It looked like a thousand people. So it did look tickets. like a thousand people. And you sold out. It took six weeks of the first one, which mm-hmm. is insane to sell out anything of that value, and on a Sunday in the springtime, no yeah. less. This year, three days. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations. Thank you. And it's 4,000 people this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how many people did this Madison year? Madison Square Garden. It's um, the, the same, same. venue. So. Standing room. Oh, I love that place. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so beautiful. It used to be an Episcopal seminary.
4: It still is. They still eat lunch there every day.
2: They do? Yes. And great. how many women are part of the seminary? I, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> case, how many people are part of the <laughs> seminary? I have absolutely no idea. Um, so
3: this year I'm super excited about the lineup uh, a lot of the heavy hitters from last year but some new people but mm-hmm. why don't you talk about what worked for you last year and what you're bringing back and what's new that you're so excited about that you saw as just like people who felt that they couldn't do it last year or saw the success are now getting on the Jubilee train or hmm. I'm sorry Jubilee Express
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, people keep asking us what's different about this year's, and I keep saying nothing <laughs> it's exactly the same we did talk about it's a
4: little different. It, how do you think? I mean, the programming is the same. We kind mm-hmm. of are keeping to the same like format. There are panels. There are some non-food people speaking. Um, and last year, after the jubilee, uh, my friend Nick Jamey from uh, Sweet Green told me I thought guys weren't allowed, so I didn't come. And then he said next year we're going to do your lunch. So. Sweetgreen's going to do our lunches.
3: Shout out to Sweetgreen. Yeah.
4: That's been that's been a pretty funny thing. We had a lot of guys,
2: I think including you, mm-hmm. tell us they didn't buy tickets because they weren't allowed to buy tickets. I
3: literally thought that I couldn't buy tickets. <laughs> You're insane. And then this year I, I, I was on the road and I missed buying tickets and then it sold out.
4: There are about five Rough. lucky men in the audience. It's a really good place for for guys I think it was like Matt
2: Rodbard, Ken Friedman (laughs) Ken Ken Friedman (laughs) Phil Baltz, yeah Yeah.
4: and uh, it was very funny because people kept
2: taking pictures of the five guys like they were zoo animals or something Mm -hmm. saw these Instagram pictures with the five of them but um, I didn't I haven't looked at the attendee list I don't know if uh, any guys bought tickets this year
4: I haven't seen it either
2: yeah who knows we'll find out we'll find out Ken Friedman told me he's coming again can't even ride so again. he
4: doesn't have to buy a ticket though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. He gets to come as April's plus one. Plus one. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can be my buy plus
3: one this time, Ken. So what are some of the panels that you're excited about? Who are you excited about um, talking this year?
2: Well, I think everybody's excited about Ina Garden. So glad. I mean everybody I I I love Ina. I know everybody in the cherry bomb kind of universe loves Ina, but I am constantly just surprised by people's level of obsession with Ina Garten. People love her. they freak People out over her. her. Yeah. Yeah. We Can I tell that story?
4: Yeah. We were Yeah. It's we, a good story.
2: Ina's in the current issue of uh Cherry Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that the, magazine. maybe the last <laughs> issue. <laughs> She's in the current issue of Cherry Bomb and we drove out to her place in East Hampton. Almost died on the way there. We rented a, a car and it something stopped working in the car and it started swerving all over the highway. So uh we're lucky we're here, Claudia. Um, so anyway, we drove out to East Hampton to um, interview her and photograph her. And we got there and these three women just like showed up at her house just to say hi to her. And I think people just feel this connection with Ina, like they know her and she's the next door neighbor and they can just drop by.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool.
2: Yeah but she was she was great. We were all super thrilled to meet her, so she's speaking. Julia Tertian, who's a pal of all of ours, is um interviewing her, which we're really excited about and I know people are just super excited about the ina
3: oh yeah part. Mm-hmm. um
2: and cool. then April's closing the conference, so God, I love april April, and this is we haven't shared this with anybody, but Gail Simmons is interviewing April.
3: Is that a Snacky Tune exclusive? It's a
2: Snacky Tune exclusive.
3: Liz, I know you love those.
2: <laughs> Do you guys have like a little sound effect you can play with? We you... had
3: a sound effect board, but they took it away from us because oh. we just kept playing the Wildcat sound every time. It... Oh, <laughs>
6: there it is.
3: So you didn't throw it out. All right. Um, that's amazing. Gail is... Oh, my God. Gail's the bomb. If I was a little bit older and she's a little bit younger <laughs> and she even knew I existed. It's like high school over again.
2: Hi, Gail. Um... No, Darren, I love you, but I just want to be friends.
3: That's what she said to me the first time we met. So <laughs> um, no,
2: that is that is going to be great. I'm, I'm really curious to hear what April has to say. She's such a success story. She's also, I think, an example of somebody who's just super nice and super talented and gets ahead by virtue of that.
3: Yeah, I mean, she's definitely one of the icons, not just—and I'm not even going to say female chef icon. I mean, mm-hmm. she is—anyone would be— Lucky to have her affinity for food, her success, and her just—I mean, she's so nice. So nice. She's so nice, mm-hmm. and she's just like always. Just she's just such a presence. Like when you f- see her walk in, or in a room where you just see her, like with a knife in hand, take you know, taking a pig to town. <laughs> well, not—I mean, delicious town.
2: I haven't seen that in person, but um, but it's kind of like Alice Waters in that sense. Oh my God! I feel like they're just people in this industry who have presence and gravitas and. It, you know, deserve your respect. It's just so
3: crazy to think about, like the Alice Waters and Julia Childs and things like that. Like, how many women have been who really put food on the map in such a public, mainstream way? That, like, how that's just not even. I'm not saying not recognized, but how there's still a gap in, like, so much of like the people who have made food a conversation for many Americans who have never talked about food or thought about food. Uh, how there's just still this like gap.
2: Did we tell you Alice showed up last year halfway through, unannounced? Was there a hush? There was a There was a major hush. Yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: At the end of the conference, uh, Ruth Reichel was the closing speaker last year. And at one point, April was in the back of the room the whole time with Ken Friedman. and Alice was in the
4: back. (laughs) Alice was in
2: the back. Alice was in the back. What did I say? (laughs) April. Alice, Alice was in the back with Ken Friedman. And at one point, Ruth Reichel says, is Alice Waters still here? And most of the people in the room didn't know she was there. And the whole entire room swiveled their heads around. And I was in the back. And that, that was an exciting moment.
3: That's awesome. Is she, and is she going to have any part to do with the conference this year? She might. Okay. Stay tuned. I'm staying tuned. <laughs> God, she's great. Shea knee is one of those places where you walk in and you go like, oh, yeah. This is amazing. You just mm-hmm. feel it, like it's baked into the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, what other panels are you excited about? What's a new panel this year? Um, maybe something that you didn't get to last year that you are now tackling this year.
4: I'm excited about that the way we eat today we're having a panel of the of you know just you know it's like that question like what what's good for you today there are so mm-hmm. many different ideas of what what we should be eating and how we should be eating and um, we have a great panel that kind of mixes like politics mm-hmm. and like health and like you know um, that I'm excited for that one too I
2: it'll look at things like we've and it's all bloggers which is great because awesome. there there's so many amazing bloggers today and bloggers kind of get a bad rap in the like a certain side of the food world kind of looks down on bloggers which I don't understand I don't understand that
4: they're getting yeah. all the book deals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you
3: know I think there's some who I think there's a few rotten apples mm-hmm. that's any industry sure, <laughs> sure. I mean that's mm-hmm. there's a few bad chefs out there
2: exactly you know the people exactly. who like
3: Jump ship, or don't show up, or yeah. just have done no cooking and get all the fame. I mean, it's just it's mm-hmm. just like anything. Yeah. But I believe that you know the internet and that type of media format allows for some really unique voices mm-hmm. that would have no other way to get um, their voices heard, and allows them to champion other smaller things. I would not allow them to get their voices heard because they're trying to find that news story. Yeah. And that's really exciting.
2: I think there's a real grassroots moment afoot with bloggers and they're the ones who more than the media, I think that are pushing this sort of healthy eating and mm. food as medicine. And, um, you know, I've, I've learned that a lot in my day job at Yahoo food. We do a lot with bloggers there and I'm really inspired by them. i yeah, I'm really happy to have them there and,
4: I mean, we took our mom to Danielle and she was like, I can't cook like this at home. You know, but if she would go to on like these blogs, she'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I can do this. You know, it's just yeah. much more Most realistic. people could have cooked
3: like Danielle <laughs> at a restaurant either.
4: Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah. Lucky mom.
4: Oh, yeah. It was like an anniversary or something.
3: Oh, my gosh. My
4: brother's the f- real foodie in the family. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We go to fancy places with him.
3: Can I hang out with your brother?
4: Oh, Sure. Sure, he's single, I'm and he's kidding.
3: cute. Okay, well I'll let the ladies I'll let the ladies at work know. I'm just Is he a nice guy?
4: Yeah, he's totally nice. Okay. Well, why would you ask his sister that question? He's not gay though. I'm just I was just joking. That was a joke. Sorry, Alex.
3: No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but I know a lot of I work I I work with a lot of very
4: oh yeah you
2: great, do powerful oh, strong that's right, women refinery 29 who sure. uh, mm-hmm.
3: would love a nice, well rounded. Modern man. <laughs> and shout out to Electra, who's our new food editor at large. We she, love Electra. Yes. Who is uh, speaking at the conference, and mm-hmm. she's going to be on the show in a few weeks. Oh, great! And she is a strong female voice. Strong
2: female voice she She's been in our magazine. She was uh, one of our first contributors, I think. We um, mm-hmm. we love her. We've done a lot with her.
3: Oh my god, she's amazing! Um, well, I want to just thank every. I just want to thank you for coming, and I want to. Say sorry to everyone who didn't get a ticket, because it is sold out, but I know that you did give a few tickets away. Will you be giving any more tickets away? To you. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I'll come in the morning. No, I'm kidding. You still have to buy a ticket. I, I, we, um, I have
3: well, a, maybe I'll come and I'll support Liz, the You engineer. can volunteer.
2: We do need somebody to move the chairs on stage. <laughs> well, so then, you if know, you do that. once a
3: PA, always a PA. Okay. I'd be more than happy to do that.
2: We do have a waiting list. We, we expect to free up a few tickets closer
3: toward the date. Um, so where can people go? Because, I mean, this is, this is what happens. You're going to be on your phone on Sunday, and everyone you follow on food, mm-hmm. who's one of the, like an awesome female on food, you're just going to be like, they're there, they're there, they're there. You're going to be sent home being like, damn it, I should have bought tickets.
2: People can email us at jubilee at cherrybomb.com.
3: Well, ladies, it's super Awesome. And what's the next issue of cherry bomb coming out? Yeah, I'm just Don't kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you have? Like a conference going? What does it got going on? Um, I'm this year just, it'll be out. This year, 2015. Get ready. Well, ladies, I always, always appreciate when you make time for us to come on the show, and for when you get back to my emails and all that type of stuff as well. And Claudia's just enthusiasm. It's just.
2: just I texted you though. You, I did text you. You did. I've taken our relationship to the next level. You did. Whoa.
3: You got. She got my digits. Sorry, Rob. It's totally platonic. Sh- <laughs> I love you, but as a friend. As a friend. Oh, my God. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I would probably have like $4 because for me to even get the nerve <laughs> to ask a girl out, uh, I'm now I'm now thinking about all the girls I asked out who like took me months to get the courage and it was over in like 30 seconds. Aww. It's okay. I have a wonderful woman now. She's incredible. You would love her. Her name's Anna. Great. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, thank you. Stick around. There's some more pizza, some salads.
2: We'll see you in March 2016.
3: Yes. One thing I want to note about Chari- about the Jubilee Conference and a shout out to Heritage Radio Network is that we will be recording the entire conference and it will be available at a later date after the uh, conference itself here on Heritage Radio Network. I know Liz, our producer, will be out there recording it for the day um, to the studio. We've already welcomed them, but an official welcome. Lauren and Greg. Hello. Hello.
7: Um, Interesting band name. Uh, Where did you get it from? (laughs) That's a great question, first of all. Um, We just started playing open mics at first. Uh, Shout them out. Where?
5: Uh, The first one was at uh, a place. It was called Potion, but it was at uh, Brooklyn Fireproof. Okay. That was our first ever open mic. But I think they've
7: since moved. I don't think they do it there. Or even, I don't know if they still do it at all. It's kind
5: of like the fortune teller in Big. Like it was there and then we went back again and it wasn't there anymore.
7: (laughs) That's... That's
5: but uh, such a good reference. Greg used to just sign us off as Laura and Greg, and then um, open mics pretty quickly turned into real gigs, and it just felt a, a little strange to kind of come up with a name, so we just stuck with Laura and Greg. Where's what,
3: what the uh, modern open mic scene in New York and Brooklyn? It's peculiar. Is there a circuit... Like, do you, you see the same faces?
5: Yeah, you do. There was, uh, I guess, I guess Goodbye Blue, Blue Monday is closed now, sadly. Um, but we did that one as well, and we definitely saw some of the same faces that you see down at Sidewalk um, in uh, Alphabet City, which is a real institution for open mics.
3: Now, do people, like, play there until they start getting real gigs, or?
5: I think, like, there's some people who are just looking to kind of have a place, like, an outlet for for music, but not necessarily trying to be too career driven about it um yeah i mean
7: it's also a great place just to try new things um before you like book a show or something that's cool
5: it's usually a very like supportive audience as well which is nice Um, yeah because half
7: the audience is like the musicians anyway
5: yeah and it'll be like a healthy mix of people who have got it really down and then people who are like stopping halfway through to grab a notebook out of their backpack to check their (laughs) lyrics
3: um is it like a comedy show where everyone's one like a big name shows up
7: uh they i know most stand-up or uh most open mics do have like they they let stand-ups do it but i don't know we we didn't do too many because we got asked to play a show pretty After
5: like our second i guess second open mic maybe? yeah
7: something like yeah. that so how'd
3: it come together greg were you buying ice cream and you heard her humming and you're like <laughs> i got a
7: guitar um well, it was the, over ice
5: cream. Actually, it was over ice cream
7: because their old ice. the first ice cream store was right next to the Manhattan Inn. Oh yeah, um, and that you, ju- you guys just moved.
5: Yeah, we just moved six doors down.
7: Right, um, and which is
3: twice as good as the band three doors down. Exactly. <laughs> That's
6: right.
7: <laughs> um, yeah, and I was just hanging out with some friends at Manhattan Inn, and um, Laura found out that I uh, was vegan, and she said that she had some new vegan ice cream because it was relatively mm-hmm. new at the time. I think. It was like a year and a half ago, right?
5: Uh, yeah, it was like the we just started doing chocolate and vanilla, and uh, I was pretty excited whenever I'd come across a vegan, so I like dragged him into the store and got him to try it, and uh, we got to talking about music and made a very loose plan to jam and uh, Greg,
3: actually followed through. <laughs>
5: yeah, Greg's really good at uh, you
3: know uh, that's sort of how a lot of the plans happen. It's like the actual follow through, right? Right. It's like once the follow through, the initial follow through happens, you go oh this is how stuff gets done because so many times Uh you're like we're gonna do this thing and then it's just like oh we're still gonna do this thing it's like you never did that thing. Yeah.
5: There was actually another Greg in the mix that night. There was Uh-oh. Uh, there was two Gregs and a Laura and uh, this Greg is still Greg number 2 in my phone even <laughs> though he's definitely Greg number 1. And uh, but Greg Greg number 1 who is now Greg number 2 never <laughs> never showed up for band practice so
3: Well, Laura, well, Laura and the Gregs is pretty good. It's That's not, not, not bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad.
5: If he wants to come to practice, there's still there's still a spot for him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting. Yeah. Um well, why don't we hear a song? Cool. Uh, What are you going to play for us?
7: Let's play Same World.
3: Sure. Okay. Here's Lauren Greg, Same World, live on Snacky Tunes.
1: We took a breath from the same. World. We saw all the same summer skies We took a breath from the same world And got lost in the wonderful times I stood in front of my own. I searched my mind for tired advice I let the death from the ground grow I let it all go I don't have much but I have enough so don't Feel so crushed You still have love I left New York at midnight Alive swore I'd never return
3: So pretty, thank you.
1: Thanks.
3: So, do you guys write over ice cream? Do you get over for like <laughs> a big Sunday and be like, "All right, for every song that you write, you get an extra scoop of ice cream." That
5: I like.
7: <laughs> I think that's how that's it started. That's the reward system.
5: Yeah. 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 The uh the we make vegan ice cream as uh, as we were talking about before, which is probably much better for the for the voice than the dairy. So mm,
3: I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um. So how do you write? I mean, is it you know i mean two people is a whole different dynamic but i mean there's a larger band right
5: uh yeah we often play with two others um
7: yeah um our recording we're we recorded a full length and um it's a lot kind of fuller sounding uh and we try to kind of recreate that as much as possible we can do a pretty good job between the two of us um we have a, kind of a simple setup right now in here but live we have a little bit more and we have two friends that when they're available definitely play with us and it fills it out a whole lot and,
5: and um one of them brandon uh, actually produced the album so he has like, and recorded and it recorded it. it yeah so he has such a good understanding of how the songs should sound live which is awesome but uh in terms of writing um uh, uh, some of the material is kind of been um greg's been kicking it around for a while and then uh, when we got together we kind of worked out uh, parts for it and then some of the stuff we write together Um, and Greg is like an extremely prolific writer. So he's just writing all the time.
7: Yeah. Each song kind of comes about differently. So,
3: and is it lyrics first and song, then music or music and lyrics, or is it like a combo of just like,
7: uh, it's usually like very separate. So we'll have like, um, just kind of random lyrics or thoughts written out that aren't really for anything in particular. um, and just kind of come up with melodies without really having anything in mind and then kind of flip through some old notebooks and see what fits that's typically the the best route i think for for us
5: yeah and then uh i have about five chords under my belt so nice. sometimes i'll like straight hey that's, string that's together more something.
3: than most people
5: right. <laughs> so sometimes i'll like kind of mess around and, and i'll be like oh this isn't a song right and greg's like yeah that that can be a song that and, can be
3: a song yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that most of your songs are the same five chords. Can you talk about that?
5: <laughs> <laughs> we actually have Clara? one song. Wait, do we have one song that has, is it like 15, 15 or 20 or I something?
7: It's up, it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. This, yeah. This, up there. yeah. That's then, up there. And
5: then we have some really <laughs> simple stuff. But.
7: Yeah. So you
3: guys been together about a year and a half?
5: Yeah. yeah. It's probably, yeah that's about right
3: so what's and since you got to start playing shows right away what has been some of the better shows or memorable cool experience as a band any good meals that you shared together
5: hmm. um well we we got to play at glasslands uh a bunch actually which we're really grateful for because obviously it's one of the fallen heroes of williamsburg <laughs> uh, yeah such a
3: fall. that whole area the yeah. south side used to be like i'm just going to see music there
5: Totally. So, I mean, I'm, like, relatively new to music. I mean, I've always sung, but this is my first, like, proper music project. And um, so I just, like, feel really grateful that I got a chance to play at um, a spot like Glasslands.
7: Yeah, cause so many great, you get to see so many great bands there, or you were able to when it was open. And it's yeah. just awesome to be I a think part I, of it in any way.
5: Our third show ever, um, a friend of uh, Greg's from Seattle um, plays in a band called The Flavor Blue, and they, they had an issue with their opening act at Mercury Lounge. And he just called Greg up and was like, I don't know what project you're doing at the moment, but I'm sure it's awesome. So do you want to open for us at Mercury Lounge? And that was like our oh, like, yeah, like third
7: show. Yeah. And we were
5: like, Wait, sound check? Wait, monitors where we can hear ourselves? This is you're amazing. Like, what is this? Yeah.
7: So but like, in contrast to that, like the the there was a place called the Brooklyn Rodden Gun. Have you ever been to that place? Oh my god, that place is so great. Yeah, also closed. Um but super, what? Yeah. yeah, it's gone. It closed in December. Just with with all the other ones. I, I did not uh, I, I think like everything on Kent is kind of going down. I'm pretty
5: sure Brooklyn Road and Gun are going to try and open up somewhere else, but um.
3: Every time I walked by, I was just like, I guess I didn't get the invite to the coolest party happening <laughs> tonight. But yeah, yeah it's that, super cool, awesome. super
7: small, really uh, good vibe. Always a good crowd. Always
3: a good crowd. I was yeah. a diverse crowd. I feel like that was definitely uh, like an old school Williamsburg crowd. Like I forgot that uh, like artsy sort of uh, bohemian vibe.
7: Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a pretty great beer list. Um, <laughs> like, if if you go in and say what kind of beer do you have, they just had, like, two pieces of cardboard taped together as if it was a menu and you open it and it just, like, a tacate label and, like, a Budweiser label. Like, and cut that off was the oh my God. Yeah. And just, like, duct tape to the cardboard. It was really good.
5: Yeah, it's a special place. Yeah. That's a
3: real special place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to play a song? Yeah. yeah. Something reminiscent of... Williamsburg, gone by.
7: Yeah, should do. We'll do forever for sure.
5: Yeah, this is um, forever for sure. It's the title track of our record that's going to be out May 12 on digital and vinyl.
7: That's right.
3: Awesome. Here we go live on Snaggy Tunes.
1: I am broken. I am hollow. Oh. Um. I'll leave the world I know. Let me fall from the place I stand Keep it simple Tell them nothing's new After all, it's true Let the sound of your voice be plain You are still young And you still have time These words destroyed my mind Into thinking that I'm okay I have nothing It is only me It makes me sound so free
7: But I'm lost in a place
1: I know I am me No more I'm gone forever for sure For sure What a feeling it is to Oh to hate what you've allowed Allowed the world to see of you. Now you know nowhere to be found. Ooh. Ooh. Let your chest sink. Let your eyes sink too. Let the world pass through. Till you find what you can't let go. Let the streets die Let the rest go home Let me be alone With the songs that I just can't sing I am sorry This is so not me I know how it must seem When you can't even fake a smile And if it's over I am not aware I struggle and I stay and I talk to myself all night I am me, no more I'm gone forever, for sure For sure What a feeling it is to Oh, to hate what you allow Allowed the world to see if you Now you know where to be found I'm sorry that you had to be From a place that I could Leave I so easily. What a feeling it is to oh to hate what you allowed, allowed the world to see of you. Now you know where to be. Awesome, thanks.
3: Thank you. A little bittersweet, little little tenderness in there in that one. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So the new album's coming out.
5: Yes, first album.
3: First album. Mm-hmm. How is your first child looking?
5: Oh, uh, it's looking good. It's uh, we sort of had it finished for a while, and we were desperately trying to jump the gun and put it out in around Christmas, and then we had someone kind of contact us and was like, that's a terrible idea. It's oh. going gonna, gonna to get lost. Like, this album is good, and you guys should try and give it as good an opportunity as possible. So we've uh, chilled out a little and decided to kind of, like, do a little more promo and, and release it in May when everyone's feeling a little, a
6: little bit happier
5: yeah. About yeah. the weather, etc. Nice. Uh, so that we can depress
3: them with our songs. <laughs> I don't consider music depressing.
5: Yeah, it's yeah. it's got, like, a the sound is happy. But the lyrics. The lyric, I think, I guess, it just like
7: depends how you look, in, look, yeah. look at it. Yeah. We
5: kind of we have like this like barometer to did we have a good show? Is did one of our friends tell us that they cried?
7: Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, Common occurrence. Do people normally cry at your shows?
5: Usually, Elise Craig's sister will cry.
7: Yeah, I think at first people people were crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just people weeping. Yeah. It was yeah.
6: <laughs>
3: have you ever found yourself crying over your own songs like you wrote a lyric and you're like damn that's good
5: <laughs> just know.
7: tears yeah. of
3: joy
5: for like a nice melody perhaps
3: yeah. <laughs> so the album's coming out mm-hmm. tour
5: uh mini tour we're uh we're heading down to austin to play a bunch of unofficial showcases during south by
3: i will be there well i'll be there for interactive
5: oh okay cool um, that's
7: that before or after yeah the that's music? before gotcha
5: yeah i went to south by uh Few years ago, actually, I'm pretty sure I saw your brother down there in the Fader Fort or something.
7: That
3: sounds, oh, Greg Resin's at the Fader Fort. Oh yeah, sounds 100 right.
5: <laughs> yeah, and was uh, he wearing
3: a sleeveless tank top?
5: Uh, possibly. The answer is yes. The answer is <laughs> yeah. yes. So, um, so we kind of we decided. Well, actually, we had have a friend down there who was like. Uh, I think I can get you booked on this showcase. And then like one showcase became three, and we were like, that's good enough reason to jump in the car yeah. and drive to Austin.
3: Not the ice cream van?
5: Uh, no, not the ice cream van. Uh, <laughs> we're
3: seems- going to borrow
5: Greg's parents' car. It's that's a much right. more suitable vehicle. Uh, so we're going to drive down there, play a few shows. Uh, we're going to try and stop through Nashville on the way and, and Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, in North Raleigh North on
7: Carolina. the way back. Yeah, Nice. And then I guess once... Because <clears throat> that's before the album comes out. Um, once the album comes out, we'll hopefully have some more stuff lined up through the summer summer seems like a good time to yeah. drive around and play some music
5: we also just like doing like little like kind of weekend tours last winter we went to like lowell massachusetts and played this like house show which we walked in and there was like f- sort of five kids and i was like oh jeez, greg what have you booked us for like why do we drive here in the snow for this and then like it clocks over to like 10 o'clock and like all these college kids flood in and they're like the best audience ever. They're just so like grateful for like people kind of bringing music into their living room. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's actually really awesome just to kind of play like little shows like in and around and outside of New York.
7: Wherever people are down to listen to music is good.
5: We're going to be going up to Toronto for Canadian music week in May, which we did last year as well. So awesome. Yeah.
7: I wonder if Australia would ever fly you back is like,
3: you know, a- Oh Yeah.
5: I know That's that would be goal. cool. There's, there's so, many yeah. good, um, so many good, so many so many good festivals, especially during and stuff. the winter time. Yeah, there's one actually just this past weekend with Golden Plains, which is like when I see the Instagrams of my friends at those kind of festivals, it, it, it aches my heart a little. Mm. <laughs>
3: nice. well, well, listen, I want to make sure we get one more song in. Mm-hmm. Um, but where can people go to hear your music? Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Facebook, Uh, Instagram?
5: Yeah, Bandcamp's a little dominant at the moment. We have Muscle Memory, which is the first single from the album, up on SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, as of May 12, we'll have everything out. We've got a video coming out shortly, which is a rotoscoped animation that Greg made. Um, Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so it's, uh...
7: Yeah, we're we're on the internet. How's your Instagram game?
5: Uh, we have, like... Uh, a few followers of like trying to set all that stuff up but uh, I mean, the personal Instagram game is, is good but uh, for the band we, we don't have that, that much content happening yet
7: but it's only a matter of time yeah yeah get
3: some photos on the road
5: yeah we're on Twitter and Instagram it's Laura Gregg music get some photos uh,
3: from the car on the way down to South By definitely that's right um, well I want to shout out to Carrie and Claudia happy International Women's Day Shout out to Liz and Aaron and all the women of Heritage Radio Network. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my girl Anna. Shout out to all the amazing women that I work with at refiner 29. all of our furious leaders. Anna, Melissa, Christine, Piera, Susan. You're all amazing women. Couldn't do it without you. Oh, and the design department, Emily, and Anne. And now the, so, too, many women, too many women that I love and respect to mention in one show. Uh, we will be off next week because we will be traipsing around the wonderful uh, town of austin if you have time i'll be hosting a panel of at the driscoll at 5 p.m on saturday with paul key and Questlove, talking about uh culinary inspiration so it's called life's uh, parentheses dinner party super pumped about it um i'll be drinking queso martinis the entire time uh laura greg what's the last song you're gonna take us out with
7: Yeah, the song's called Muscle Memory. It's the first one we released off of the new album.
3: Beautiful. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks. And enjoy the warm weather. Say no to snow.
1: Oh, when you told me I should breathe out To go easy, it's just me now Everything fell right Out of place I never felt so far away Fear that I'm living my predictions That I'll have another vision That something perfect could slip away Quickly and without a trace Quickly and without a trace These moments are young You'll forget each one so fast the feeling to run, all the classic ones don't last. No, you don't need your muscle memory. You don't need to wonder, can we? You don't need a tense up or move away. Trust me, this is not the same. Mmm. Is there room for what I'm saying? Is there room for me to weigh in? Is there any way for me to explain? This is momentary pain. This is momentary pain. These moments are young. You forget each one so fast. The feeling to run. All the classic ones don't last. There's nothing to see. Everything's just, just the way you like So please, please, please don't ever pull from me It hurts so much to hear the way your voice changed And please, please, please don't ever let me be The one who put a quiver in what you say The one who makes you think about the first day The one who takes a smile off of your face These moments are young You forget each one so fast The feeling to run All the classic ones don't last There's nothing to see You can look around a hundred times Everything's just, just the way you like.
6: Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at Heritage Radio Network is a 501 C3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.